Today on Just Another Play, I'll be hosting. I'm Alex Suarez, uh, Director of Marketing at Remax Titans, and as well as former uh, Univision Digital Marketing Director, been at the Review Journal for a little while doing marketing. And that's one of the reasons why uh, we brought you this, this podcast today is because I've been able to hear a lot of great stories from an, all sorts of different businesses, um, every type of business here in Vegas. I feel like I've pitched or tried to pitch or heard a background maybe on three to 500 businesses here in Vegas in the last seven years. So I just I want to be able to bring the knowledge, the um, you know experience that, that the people in the field are, are really doing it and the leaders in Vegas are doing it. So that's why we have here you today, my mentor and my boss. Perla Herrera. Hey. hey, you gotta roll those R's. Herrera. Te califica la carrera. There you go. Oh, that's good. Let's move on. That's good enough. That's enough. That's good enough. So we also have Rob here, a very special co-host here. I'll let Rob kind of say a little bit about himself here. See how he doesn't even give me an introduction? <laughs> um, you got to prove yourself right here. <laughs> what's going on, guys? Uh, so my name is Rob. I have a business out here. Mine also goes by Rebel, um, as everybody knows me out here. Um, young Latino growing up out here and started my businesses at a young age and been in the industry for a very long time, the gym industry fitness all around so i'm just here helping out alex so he doesn't hurt himself rob <laughs> taught me rob taught me how to fight so. i did oh my god <laughs> he taught me how to throw a proper punch and, and yeah there's a lot of videos of alex when he first came <laughs> when, in. He, when he would scratch your when face was, yeah. most most Stop. developed he would pat he would pat the bag beforehand and then we actually taught him how to throw so it was really great it was a good time. Like, for some reason, my elbow really hurts. Like, what the hell? Are you Do you really have to hit the bag that hard? <laughs> he was punching with his wrist at one point in time. So it, was, it was interesting. We're getting a lot of aches here. No, but you know what? You are right. Because when, when you do that, you, you hurt your... Yes. Yeah. 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 I know. He's come a long way, though. I'm proud of you. You he have is. come I'm in the field, way. bro. Every day I'm trying to, you know, I'm in the field. He's, right? he's grinding. Iron against iron. <laughs> iron against iron. <laughs> so it's iron sharpens iron, but it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's, it's one of the two, so it's all right. Close enough, bro. <laughs> this is how he was when he was, bro, you fucking this shit up again. When I see you grappling, you're Level like in your, their ear, iron against iron. Tuck <laughs> it in, bring it closer. <laughs> do you feel the iron? Fun, so the funny thing about it is he looks at me, he's like, I don't think I want to do jujitsu. And I said, why? He's like, it's too close. Because I was doing me. Muay Thai. Because he was doing Muay Thai. But he's like, it's too close to be on top of somebody. And I said, I don't know. Iron that. against iron? <laughs> I said, I don't think you're supposed to think about it like that. So I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you to do it anyway. <laughs> Because the positions were, you know, Awkward. you have to get used to that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. It's acquired. It is. Yeah. It is. It'll save your life, though. So it's, it is a good thing. Everybody. Yeah. I suggest uh, jujitsu to everybody. everybody. I, yes. A hundred percent. I don't do it because I just don't. I hate feet. I got to. <laughs> it's uncomfortable for me. I'm going to be honest. Those foot having, a, having a grown man put his feet in my face. I'm just not. Like, you're doing you the know, rock jujitsu, bro. Tap out. I quit before it even gets to that point. So we're just not even going to go that way. Why your toes all in his mouth? All right. All in your, his toes all in your mouth. He's like, Tap it out. Your lips all like, like this. See, look, this. Let's bring this back, guys. Let's bring this back. I just I'm I'm gonna on to the first way. I don't have a water and I'm uncomfortable because so, now I have to share it with you. So. <laughs> Corona, that was Corona. That really was your water, but I think he See? took it. I'll right. try to get okay. one more over here. All right, uh, one more water. Yeah, yeah. Who you? There's yeah. nobody over there. There's, There's nobody. nobody. <laughs>
There's nobody over there. Guys, this is a small podcast. We We're just started. Cut There's in. nobody out there. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll for your first question. Yes. Let the people know uh, maybe where you guys, where you grew up in, what was your upbringing like, um, you know, how you, how you, how you grew up. Yes. Well, um, first of all, let me say I'm super honored to be your first guest. You guys are amazing. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Um, second of all, just so that people kind of know who I am, I am the first Latina uh, owner of a Remax here in Las Vegas real estate company. I own about seven businesses altogether. Uh, that includes anywhere from insurance, um, um, real estate, real estate, mortgages, uh, investment stocks. We do. We. She's her own mortgage. Yeah. 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 So. But, um, you know, we were on the cover of um, My Vegas. Yeah. Top 100 uh, most influential Latina women. That's big. I think it was all women. So we've definitely, you know, had to break a lot of glass ceilings, as I always tell, you know, my staff. And it, it hasn't been easy. Right. But I feel as Latinos, we have to come back and make sure that we if we really are paving the way for the next generation, we're showing them where we're leaving that path. We're not just paving the way and covering it up. Right. Right. And so we were just talking about that before the podcast that as I, I grew up here in Vegas, I graduated from Valley. Uh, the East Side is my Ew. stopping Ew. ground. Oh, Valley High School. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I went to chat, so we're good. You went to, you chat. Went to what? To chat. Bro. Oh my God. Sam. <laughs> See, they already got you. You were higher class. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. Enough with the division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, definitely start from the bottom. Now we're here, right? But I, um, I feel that I missed a lot of Latino mentors as I was making my way, trying to climb my way up the corporate ladder. Who was that? Who did you look up to when you were little? Did you have a... You know what I mean? Yeah, my parents. You know, my parents were the people that I looked up to. My parents, uh, they came from Jalisco, like a lot of uh, families. They migrated here looking for a better life. And so, um, you know, the the idea of the Latino parents is always, you know, work hard. Mm -hmm. I think money is kind of a taboo, right? Uh, yeah. You don't talk about it. Uh, you don't really... You don't really say how much you make. You don't. You're right. Really, I grew up like that. Too. Yeah, like that's a bad thing, right? It's like a, it's like a, a paradox. Like it's uncomfortable, so they don't. There's no. They don't go that direction for some reason. Because life is supposed to be maybe something more than money, but it's the quality of life that that comes along with that too. It is. So as you're growing up, you kind of face those, um, you know, those ideas as mm -hmm. well. You're kind of breaking through that. That money is okay. If we talk about it, how to build it, how to grow it, um, all that stuff. So, but my parents definitely are the hardest working people. Like I know a lot of Latinos have, you know, um, worked two jobs mm -hmm. to obviously get us where, make sure that we didn't miss anything, right? But we were a lot less than middle class. <laughs> <laughs> We started from the bottom, right? Yeah, no, we, right. we started from the bottom, like right. the swap. We're right? gonna play the we're gonna play the song. Before we did the gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> what what was it like? Because you, as you said, you broke off a lot of glass roofs. What did what was it like being like a Latin woman? Because I think that you pretty much you went through it all. Because on top of being Latina, you were also a female in the industry that you're in. That it's an industry that's heavily 
guarded by men. Male dominated exactly. for sure. So so what was it like for you to overcome both obstacles at the same time and be successful? Like and I feel are? like you haven't changed very much. I know I haven't. <laughs> but that's that's, I that's, that's a good awesome thing, right? though. Like, and that's I think that's awesome. a huge message and that's what she's really helped me understand too is to live your truth too and live, you know, be who you are. Be who you are. And so I have a lot of people and Alex knows that a lot of times it's annoying because you know, um, I have a lot of people that the first thing, uh, Alex used to be my rep for a long time with uh, Univision. I spend almost a quarter of a million dollars a year on advertising. And so, you know, he had a lot of clients that would come and say, well, I want to do exactly what Perla does, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or I want to I want to do the same shows. I want to do the same marketing. And so I feel that you do such an injustice to yourself because what if you could do more? What if there's more out there for you than what I'm doing, you know, the idea is for you guys to be who you are. And not everybody's going to like you, let me tell you. <laughs> and you got to be okay with it, I know right? That. I, I know that all so well, so we're good. Yeah, and I like, think as Latinos too. Person, piss off a lot, right? That's, that's, I love that. <laughs> and, and I'm like, people recruit people to not like me, and that's okay. <laughs> you got a, she has a fan club. I'm like, y'all are just exactly. <laughs> Confused fans, so that's okay. Right? <laughs> we got we gotta make that an Instagram. I know, right? Confused fans, follow me for more advice. <laughs> I she'd probably hit like 1.6 mil off of that. That's crazy. It's true though, right? And so it's like, be who you are and don't be scared of who follows you and who doesn't, because the right people will follow you. That you you build your tribe based on that, because if you base it on someone who you are not, eventually it's gonna it's gonna collapse on you because you can't maintain a front for too long. It's building a glass house. You are. Yeah. <clears throat> so what made you become the top 1% of, you know, real estate agents in the nation? What made you pick being a realtor? You know, what's your why there? And I know you have different background too. You started as, you know, going to school for something else and then you kind of led you back into real estate. Yes. So, um, like if I didn't have enough disadvantages, I went ahead and got pregnant at 18, right? <laughs> My son, Angel, who is now an amazing entrepreneur. He is an amazing entrepreneur. I'm very, very um, proud of him. And so... <clears throat> Shout out to Out of Heaven. I know, Out of Heaven. Yes, that's his brand. Um, and so, you, you know, I was faced with all these setbacks already as I was Latina. I was a very young mom, you know, 18. I was trying to finish high school and I was broke, right? <laughs> you can't get any worse. She laughs about it now. <laughs> she was crying about it back then. <laughs> I was like, damn, right? Uh, add to my disadvantages. Um, and But I feel that he was my why, right? I, a lot of times your disadvantages become your why. Like mm-hmm. that's where you learn to um, really pull from within you and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, I I went into, um, I, lo- I told you that my parents had like, two, three jobs, right, when we were growing up. And a lot of times what I saw was that they wouldn't get paid fairly. They wouldn't get treated fairly. They wouldn't get worked fairly. Um, And so you kind of grow up with that when you're younger, right? Chip on your shoulder. Yeah, you do. And so you always, I felt like when I was growing up, um, I was always at a very, uh, how would you say, like defensive, right? To say the least. I was always like, okay, well, you're not going to be the one to come and, you know, tell me what to do. Or, and I was always getting into fights. I was like a fighter in high school. 
I can see that. She got that. She got that look. I know. She showed me a post one time of her high school. Yeah, there was like three people that just bus stop, bus stop, bus stop. You remember that like, time oh. at the bus stop? That's where she did most of her dirty I work did. was at the I bus stop. <laughs> I pick you up on the bus stop. She didn't need Rob or anybody well, else to well, look, teach her how to fight. Well, look, now look at the difference. Now she's on the bus stop. I am on the hey, bus stop. Hey, that's, so that's the line right there. Yeah. So there's a trademark. There is a that's trademark. Beautiful. I catch you on the bus stop, but now I, I market to you on the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's also influential, influential and, and scary at the same time. So, um, so your trauma is remember where you came from. Me, remember where I am. <laughs> now, Never forget. As far as the chip, the chip on your shoulder, because I feel that that's a big thing in the community as a whole. And what made you steer away from knowing that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and not work for somebody? Oh, I like that. I think my my yeah, attitude, right? It's like I felt that because I saw all that, I was always, again, on the defensive side. So I started to study more law. Mm. Like I was translating legal documents for my parents at like 13, right? I had no business. To- <laughs> but that's, 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 that's I norm. think how a lot of people. That's normal for, for the Latino community. You know how to do taxes yeah. at yeah, nine. Your 1040s, you know? you I got you. Bills. <laughs> So I was we, on the we, automated system on 12. <laughs> yeah. Your social security. Hágame el appointment. Hágame el appointment, por favor. And so you learn, you know, uh, a lot of things you shouldn't learn as a child, but but they're good for you. I feel like you grow up understanding more. We're, we're a whole different breed, right? As yes. Latinos, honestly. Yes, yes, yes. We are a whole different breed, but when when I started uh, growing up and understanding that you know education is power, knowledge is power. So when um, when I, I started to study law, so I went in uh, to um, college to be a law major, which I did. I majored in uh, criminal defense, and then I took an internship with a great friend of mine, um, Jose. Shout out to Jose. He was uh, the the best criminal mind attorney I have ever seen, and. And you, you start looking at, at different aspects of the Latino community. Like we really are, we, we are at a disadvantage the minute that we are charged with something. Mm-hmm. The minute you walk to court without an attorney. That's how they, get you. they do, right? But it's a, when you learn the back end, the system, you know, who owns it, how it is so profitable, right? And how we are, um, we as a community, as well as a black community is, is targeted a lot. Putting that system just to make some money, yeah. You're putting a circle because at the end of the day, you know, if, if we, we're, it's a language barrier off top. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the times they don't, they expect you to just know. And they're coming from a third world country where things work a hundred times differently than what there is in their country. Right. So coming out to the States is, is, a, is a culture shock like immediately. Right. So we end up in the rural areas where uh, it's the economic difference and you know it's just it's it's in a disadvantage for sure it's a socioeconomic <clears throat> issue right yeah. we do we end up uh in the neighborhoods that maybe uh are not the best for us and maybe because you, your family wasn't getting approved for other neighborhoods at that time or loans in other neighborhoods or you know for loans at that time um yeah piggybacking on that when i a lot of the crime that we would see would be in certain neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a cycle. And so as I started to study it more, I realized that 
you have to get out of that socioeconomic cycle. Uh, you know, you are who you hang out with, and that is a truth, that your grandma's not the one that just told you that. You do. Yeah. If you hang out with eight millionaires, eventually you'll be the ninth millionaire, right? If you hang out with, sit at a, a, another table, then the conversation's completely different. And you have to understand that. How do you make those types of people seem cool, though, to, you know what I mean, to a young person growing up? Because a lot of times those those leaders or when I was growing up, now there's more people like you who are successful, who have done certain things. But I didn't, you know, maybe the person I looked up to was, was Jay-Z when I was growing up. That was the first kind of <clears throat> entrepreneur that came from the same type of, uh, you know, if you were surrounding yourself with drug dealers and hustlers or people that were doing certain things. Because it's the, glorified. The business, yeah, yeah. Well, because it was, it was the only it's the thing. the fame, right? It was the only thing that was shoved in our faces. Because the thing is, I, I don't, growing up, I would have loved to, I tell my kids now is that when they see like, uh, Bad Bunny was like the first Latino to hit Billboard. Mm -hmm. I told them, I said, appreciate that. Appreciate that you have our side on the radio now. Because growing up, if you weren't listening to uh, Rancheras and, yeah. and on like the 105 <laughs> station, you didn't have the crossovers like that. Yeah. So it's 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 amazing to see it now and flourish because we didn't have that growing up. So Jay-Z was the main figure that they put out there because like, look, he's a kid from the hood. He came up, he made millions. Right. But it, and it's the thought process now. I'm older now and I feel like having equity having because i feel like we were both from better. around <clears throat> those types of friends you know what i mean or or that type of realm when now he's an entrepreneur you know in the fitness industry he was you know this i started working more digital campaigns and and started doing different things as you grow up you have to be able to shed some of that skin but but keep you're about to write for Forbes, right? <laughs> Nobody knows That's that, but yeah, yeah. You put that goal out there, you got to get it, you know? I know, but it's like you're doing big things right now. But if you do look back, now the generation has a chance to play Chalino. My yeah. son plays Chalino and plays, you know, yeah. Dr. Dre. Right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he understands. The crossover. He can jump too. from you're crossover. Right. And that's amazing, right? But, like, it's our job to teach him that. And, and I feel like... Somewhere along the way, a lot of my family was didn't teach their kids Spanish. That's yeah, that's me. Why? Why do you think? <laughs> why do you? I feel like a lot of the times, because I see it now, is like, or I hear it now from my, more than my grandma, because my grandma raised me, and she told me. I think the biggest thing for her was that she didn't want the judgment come across. And I felt like that was a big play why a lot of families steered away from teaching the, the second language. My dad said, well, for me or for my parents, it was the matter of education. So if I was learning one thing in school, I wouldn't get as well as an education in the other thing. But I don't think they understood or could have the foresight to see our culture changing. You need more languages. My if daughter knew, at like 10 spoke English, Spanish and French, right? She can take Yikes. over the world. French. Yeah, she spoke French. She speaks. She's and um, I and know we. That's yeah, we we. <laughs> no more we we. No more we we. They but, don't know about that. They don't know about that. I'll show that. you guys later. We gotta cut that in. <laughs> but it's um, you're right. It's I think it was ignorance. That's what I think it was. Honestly, it's like we didn't know any better, right? But 
as you climb the corporate ladder, the more languages you know, the more money you make. The more people that you can you can bring in your the understanding of a different culture too. Because I because I didn't speak and understand Spanish as well. I didn't watch Univision and Telemundo and bro. listen to you know <laughs> everything else, and so you miss yeah you miss a lot of that. But it is what it is. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You can, you can fight now, so it's, it makes up for it. It is what it is. I just felt that pain, you know. <laughs> like I got bullied, I got talked about, but now it's like the I kids used fight. to poke at me, and then Rob taught me how to fight. So what what was it? So for you being a what's it? How do you feel when people say that you're a mentor? It's interesting because I never realized I was a mentor until a couple years ago, right? I was so busy just trying to grind and, and and raise my children and keep my family together, as a lot of Latinos too. Like, I take care of my parents. So there is no wealth in that generation that was passed on. And so we go back to when I was studying law, I realized, you know, how come we don't get out of these neighborhoods? How come, like, really, where is the deep-rooted problem? And so I started going a lot more into real estate. Again, socioeconomics. We live in an area. We have to adapt to it, right? It's, it's just, it, it is what it is. Yep. You got to make friends. You got to adapt in that. You you build your loyalty from it, your disloyalty. There's a lot of things that the yeah. streets show you that when you're an entrepreneur, you don't realize how valuable they are to you. Um, but then I realized it was there was a limit on where we could rent because of the language, because of the credit, because mm. of, of a lot of that stuff. And it was a bigger problem because, you know, there was a lot of redlining. They wouldn't lend to us in certain neighborhoods. We were stuck here. So even if you made a little more money, you weren't going anywhere. I was I feel like my family was one of the families. I'm fourth generation. Right. So my dad's an attorney. So we lived, when I was 10, we moved out of the hood and into a neighborhood with all, with mostly white people, right? Our neighbors were the most racist. <laughs> like we dealt with some, we brought chickens, we got pigs, we brought everything with us, right? We had all sorts of animals and they would call the cops on us almost weekly. The first two or three years that we lived there, he sprayed Your me with water. Sued him? My dad's real calm about all sorts of things. <laughs> He's a real but peaceful. That's that's a normality. Person. That's a normality for a lot of Latinos back then. Was it was to be calm, because they were like, oh, put your head down. Yeah, we're in, we're in a uh, what's the word for it? It's in uncharted territory. Yeah. Because the thing is, you touched on it. You said credit. None of us knew about credit growing up. I'm barely learning about credit now because nobody ever broke it down for us because our families didn't know of it. Oh, lo podemos hacer en pagos. Cool, we can make it in payments. We'll do it in yeah, payments. Yeah, the needy would come to your house, you know? <laughs> Put $20 down now and I'll pay it off in a year and a half and I'm winning. But that's, it's not owning anything. The yeah. importance of us owning something was never showed. Yeah. I feel like. Equity. I didn't learn it as I, until now. It's that I know that I need to own everything I touch like that. I can leave something for my kids. Like you said, everything you're doing is for your children. Right. And that's the importance of it. So that leads us into this next question. How have you been able to adapt your maybe your personal life or your business uh, during during current times and how you're still thriving? Yeah. So um, I feel that 
as Latinos, we we adapt to whatever. We talked about this, right? Mm. You build a wall, we build a tunnel. Like, we will adapt. I put a ladder <laughs> on the wall. Shout out that guy. Yeah, the memes are, are so funny, it. bro. I've seen so many good memes on that, too. I, I just want to point video. out, the wall has, like, holes in it. It's not even a wall. It's like a fence. It's slip right through Like, you can way. go right through. Like, I think you would fit. <laughs> I'm a little hefty. I might not like, fit, but Alex will fit. Alex will fit. And then, and then he'll Done come back. Done it before. Done it before. <laughs> but you're right we are resilient as latinos because because we are a whole different breed and we've learned to overcome obstacles since we were little not just for ourselves for our families so i feel that these times just make us kind of you know raise the bar figure out other ways we innovate we're entrepreneurs at the soul so how do you deal with with the extra stress of being an entrepreneur managing your family and handling during during crazy crazy times just keep should we keep everybody locked up for a little while longer uh i don't know man that that's hard because um we we don't stay locked up though that's the problem stay in hard stay in the house might have been a better terminology but locked up whatever (laughs) (laughs) talking about that but um I, we were talking about that too before the podcast is you have to have a, a strong partner. partner and your tribe that pushes you through, that helps you. Like, I wouldn't be able to have a balance in my life if, you know, my partner, uh, Chris, wasn't there. He was He's handling stuff I can't handle. Even with my parents, like my parents have a doctor's appointment, he'll right. take them, whatever it needs, right? Nothing in my life started going right until my <laughs> wife came along. <laughs> That everything. Shout out, wifey. One thousand percent. Got you. But and then yes. the levels up were like infinite. Yeah. When you find that yin to your yang, the energy you can create off that is crazy. And you know we're we're big on being um, together as a family. When when you shop for homes, like everybody yeah, knows, right? right. A, your cousin, your tia, your. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and look. with caravan to cheap prop. I'm like, who is that? Oh, that's my neighbor. She's going to come along. A little off subject. Do you still have the pigs and the chickens that you guys had at the house? Nah, my, oh, okay. my, my, they all passed away. Yeah. Oh. That was about 30 years ago. So. They lived <laughs> that was like 25 A long life. You ate them? The, the, the pig uh, passed away at my Theo's house in Yuma. And then... Uh, that's what the they told chicken, you. I don't even That's know. Se lo <laughs> he was Christmas too fat. Time. He was too fat. He was like 900 pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to. He was too much. Yeah. That's crazy. What, what would you say to a circle? And, and the thing is, if you we talked about this a little bit before the podcast because we had like a mini conversation. But for you being in the in the position that you're in. What would you do to bring certain Latin businesses together to flourish? Because we talked about that. Like, what is what is something that Latin Latino business owners can do to come together? Because I feel that we are our own worst enemy in certain aspects. That there's more hate towards each other than there is buildup. And like we said, it's the same thing as we've always had that hate on Latino communities the same way black communities have it. But we need to be able to come together as a Latin community to see everybody flourish. And Especially now, right? Exactly. In times that one out of four businesses is is closing, mm-hmm. uh, we we if we we have a disconnect as Latinos uh, all over the place when it comes to again you you climb that corporate ladder and you pull it up behind you. Um, and same thing with businesses. Um, you know, we're so worried about what 
fulano's doing and your cousin and we're not focused on how to become better and how to support each other um and i think it's just gonna start by leading by example by business owners like yourself like myself like alex like we know a lot of business owners that we are just like I want to support your business, man. I want to see it grow. I want to see it thrive. And I want to clap for you when you're there. <laughs> that mentality needs to change for us to get there, right? Um, and I feel that talking about it is going to bring awareness more uh, to that subject because we're, we're long, long ways for that. I, you know, again, when I was, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, I didn't know who to be. That was the problem. I didn't know what to be. I didn't know how to act. Right. I didn't know what, what I was supposed to say or not say, right? And I can tell you that, like, I made my first million dollars by not giving a f- what I said. Right? <laughs> Hold up. Say it again. Say it again for the viewers. Run that back yeah. one time. <laughs> she says she don't give a f- I don't give a Because f- <laughs> right? I, I, like, I feel like that plays a big role into a lot of people as they're trying to go safeguard on what people think. Right. And we talked about that when we met last week because I told him a little bit about that and I, I've dealt with that firsthand as I got to a point where I, I cared and then I'm like, I don't give a shit no more so we're going to run this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, you get to a point when you're a younger entrepreneur, younger executive that you worried about if I walk into this room, you know, are they going to like me? Right. And then you get to a point where you say, if I walk into this room, am I going to like these fools? <laughs> right. I love it. That's how she does walk in, too. I should say these fools. Yeah. Because you see how you said that. Were you worried that they weren't going to like you as a person or because of your race? Was it both? Both. It was, you know, because I was Latina. Because um, of my of my upbringing, right? Maybe I thought I wasn't polished enough for them, and so I over I overeducated myself, um, and I overpolished myself, and then I thought, okay, I still felt that wasn't enough, and then you know I I started taking the covers of these magazines, and then it still I felt like, man, you know, maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe this isn't my crowd. Maybe you know, mm-hmm. it was it was a weird it was weird to explain. But for a long time in my career, even though I was the number one top producer and extremely um, successful, I still felt like I wasn't good enough to be in that room. Being insecure. I think that and having confidence goes across all all cultures, right? All you should have supreme confidence in yourself no matter what. But you can't have that unless you are true to who you are. And that, that starts right there. Like. Be who you are, love who you are, and the people, the right people are going to follow you. Your clientele, uh, your friends, your your business partners, because, uh, again, if you can't be who you are, then then you're building everything on 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 glass. Yep. Eventually, it's going to crumble on you and you're going to find yourself. You know, I know friends of mine in marriages that, you know, don't, don't, they're not who they are, really, because they don't want their wife or their husband. Okay, but when right. my wife comes here, just, you know. <laughs> right. Like, oh, that's sad, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and that, and that creates a lot more problems than you even think, too, because you think it'll maybe just pass by, but it creates a lot in your subconscious, too. And that's what holds you back. When, when you have a clear subconscious and clarity there, then you can understand how to, you know, drive a route directly to your goals. Yeah, and so and and back to your question about how you said what do you what do you think when people say like 
you're you're a leader um at first i was like i don't know if you really want to because <laughs> you know um but then you realize damn there's not a lot of people out there there's not so, not not in the latino community that you can actually look up and no. see latino millionaires and latino people that have seven different businesses and that are actually willing to speak. You're one of the very many. And on top of that, you're also a woman. Right. So you stand out more than anything because you're willing to <laughs> Thanks. make But in a good in a great way, because yeah. it's not it's it's amazing. Especially I feel that being a Latino man, you get a little bit more advantages <clears throat> in the Latino community than a woman does. Right. And I have daughters, so I tell them the biggest thing, hey, it don't matter run it because they're going to come at you more than they are going to come at the boys because they're girls. Right. Especially, you know, I I took a mentality when I studied law that was like, you don't have to like me, but you will respect me. That's it. That's right. Huge. And and <clears throat> and if your daughters understand that, you don't got to do anything you don't want to do for for whatever you're going to get there. And, and for a woman, I feel that, yeah, we do. We do need a lot of Latinas that are grinding, that can show you really how to open a business, how to do your taxes, how to do payroll, mm-hmm. how to grow, how to manage, how to lead. All that. It's hard All to put that. an infrastructure in and a system in when you're, you know, when you're just bleeding by yourself, too. It is. Yeah. So this is such an important conversation. All the Latino owners that come into this podcast to make message yeah all the latino owners (laughs) follow me for more tips (laughs) message yeah everybody that comes in here should have a um understanding with you guys right that you're going to be open to setting that first generation of latino business owners we should have you know career days career nights where if Mm -hmm. you have a i'm very blessed that if I, my kid wants to be a doctor, I can call up my doctor friends and be like, hey, you know, Angel wants to go over there. Stephanie wants to go over there. Um, uh, morticians, whatever, pilots, cops, the FBI cool, agents, right? And so it's like, if you, if people make that promise that they're going to not pull the ladder up behind them, then your work is even more important because mm-hmm. you're bringing... We're very egotistical as Latinos too, right? Yes. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. Like, yeah, we don't want to <laughs> share. We just want to be the... We want to be the top and then we don't realize that eventually someone else comes along that's 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 better than you and it might not even be a Latino and then they completely wipe out your business and you never left a trace of how somebody else can come back. And so they they're grinding from the top, from the bottom again, mm-hmm. right? These kids paving their ways. But I feel like, you know, I took about a group of maybe five boys that are like the circle of my son's friends, right? And Alex has worked with them firsthand to really be their mentor and their boys. I don't have any girls, but <laughs> <laughs> but that that's missing, right? It's like but that mentality. Im- but that's important because you're giving them that. You're giving that that step stool because if coming to another entrepreneur and, and explaining to them what they can do to step up, because I think that's the biggest conversations I have with my brother, my little brother, and my nephews. I'm like, you're young. There's no reason for you to wait. Because they were like, oh, you know, they they get at that age where I want to rent an apartment. Why? Go buy a condo. Yeah, I hate that. Buy a condo. Buy a house. Yeah, you're young. You're gonna make mistakes. All that, but at the same time, at least you own something. Because that. I, that's the biggest thing that we don't, we weren't taught 
was to own everything that we touch. Right. And that's the importance. And that's that's amazing that you're able to do that for those five kids because that gives them a, a hundred times more fighting chance than it would for them just to be working at a casino making $15 an hour being comfortable. Right, because as you see these casinos, they, 20 years, 30 years working for them and you got laid off and... Yeah. Like nothing. Like, like a number because yep. you are, right? Exactly. And so... It's like we need to start building. Invest and have equity. We need to have enterprises. investments, enterprises, and multiple businesses, not just one. Yes. That way you can, you know. Multiple streams. of A very good friend taught me seven income streams. Seven income seven, streams. Seven, yeah. seven, seven, seven. Yeah. Seven is a lucky number. It is. But it does take a lot of hard work. And the, I was telling Alex that the one thing about us Latinos, you can't outwork us. If we put our goal to something... We will grind until it gets done, right? We'll find mm-hmm. a way, and we're very resilient. And I think that's why you see these Latino businesses as well. Even with all the obstacles, 25% capacity, and they're still they're still out there. They're still opening up their businesses. They're not, you know, filing for bankruptcy. They're struggling day in and day out. They're they didn't get no PPE loans. They didn't get no, they they didn't didn't even they know how get to get no SBA loans. <laughs> they didn't get none of that. They didn't get any of that. And that's, uh, again, a, a big disadvantage Resiliency. to our community, too, because we, we don't have a lot of information on that. So like that leads us into our last kind of tidbit, I think. Do you have any resources or things to suggest for people out there maybe that, you know, or the next generation of leaders, um, people, websites, podcasts, just another play. It's Shout out just to another play, play podcast. <laughs> just another play podcast. You already know what it is. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, less games and more reading for sure. Um, but read. Exactly. Read, man. Need something good too, Knowledge not just Texas. Yeah. You need to know what you're talking about. Seriously, not just Texas. <laughs> And not just your if threads you, on <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> if you don't like reading hard book, they, they got the apps for books now. So you can actually read on the phone just in case they didn't know. And, you know, one of the things that that helped me a lot when I was younger was I was willing to go with you without getting paid. You know what I'm saying? I think it's that's like, a, yeah. And that was big for me. It was like. With my attorneys, I was willing to be your assistant. I mean, guide your calendar, carry your caseload to court. It doesn't matter. I just wanted to be there. I wanted to be part of the action. I wanted to understand how That's it works. I build my relationships like that, like okay. being here and just, you know, getting the waters, whatever. I feel like these kids right now need to understand the importance of really indulging in whatever it is that they want to do. Not how much are you going to pay me? Because I still have that mentality even with agents come, you know, when they're like, what are you going right. to offer me? And I'm like, no, oh, I know what I can offer you. What are you going <laughs> to offer me? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, I know what I bring to the table. I bring the table. So, like, wh- what are you going to offer? What are, what are What kind of talent are you going to bring to my company that makes you worthwhile? And that is where I think our next generation needs to be, needs to understand, right? Go into these businesses if your mom, your dad, your uncle, if, um, you know, and volunteer. Volunteer, man. Get in there, understand the concept of a business. Learn every part, too. Learn from the bottom to the top. Yes, 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 because it is very important. I think that was, I was fortunate enough. My pops owned a pizza place. My dad's always been. A business owner? A business owner some way. Somehow. Yeah. So he had a pizza place. I was in junior high. So this is before smartphones. <laughs> I got a the big direction book they had back yeah, in the day. Yeah, beeper or what? 
No, <laughs> they had the big My direction space. book. You had to look up the directions in the book, and me and my grandpa would go deliver the pizzas. So my grandpa would drive, and I would drop the pizzas. <laughs> but I make tips. I was thirteen. Yeah. So it's just like uh, if your families have businesses, man, go be around them. Yeah. Because that that's the that's going to get you, you fifteen years ahead. Of the, you know, rather yeah. than other stuff we're doing. My parents had businesses at the Swami, right? And I would yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> that old school. Old school. I what's swap? What's swap mean? I want to hear what swap. Broad acres swap mean. Yeah, broad acres. Shout out, broad acres. Shout out, broad acres. <laughs> we would go out there and like I'd I'd pop into the next stand and. If you want some sales skills, go down to the freaking yeah. swap meet, right? Every Latina woman sold Avon at one point in time. <laughs> Every Latina woman. And they were the worst salesmen, too, because they would keep it. God has the Avon. Yeah, my mom used to sell Jafra and Mary Kay, you know. And Herbalife. 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 I don't know how many shakes of those I had. <laughs> We didn't have anybody for breakfast, but we had Herbalife. But you had Herbalife. <laughs> Y'all was in shape before it was, <laughs> before it was a thing. Yeah, so. you, were in, you had the fitness industry on lock. So I think that that's my one biggest advice that I would give the the young, you know, because they want to step into the executive suite, you know, the executive chair as yeah. soon as they come in. That doesn't happen like that. There's, you got to earn that. You gotta earn that, and then once you gotta you gotta build those traits up because once you're there, you need that communication, that sales, even with your people. You gotta you know be in the field. Be in the field, yeah. I got one more for you before mm. the kind of know that was last. What's it like? What? So when people think about being a boss, mm-hmm. explain that because I, I feel that people get the the wrong impression because they're like, <laughs> go do this, go do that, and that's not really a boss. Right. And you are still in the field. You're still working. You're still working with everybody. How do you, what's what's something that you would suggest as far as a new person coming in that's in that boss level? I feel that you got to you gotta lead by example. You got to be the first one there. You got to be the last one there. You got to be in the trenches with your team. You got to understand their, uh, you know, their whys. You got to also understand. Trust your team. Yeah. And they got to trust you. Right, that's big. Like loyalty and trust. Again, mm-hmm. talk about what the streets teach you. <laughs> loyalty and loyalty trust. Loyalty and trust. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. And Alex has seen the minute I see that you know I can't trust you for with any of my business um, procedures, any of my uh, intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I give you a license, and I'm like, hey, good luck to you, because I know that you're gonna be more. Uh, we posted that some people will burn your ship if you let them on just because they can't they can't be the captain. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful with that. But for a leader, I think the hardest part is is that if you are a true leader, you truly care about your people and their success. And there's a difference between being a boss and being a leader because if you are a boss, you're gonna have you're gonna have people leave you. They're gonna come in. They're gonna come out. They're gonna come in. They're gonna mm-hmm. come out. But if you're a leader, you're going to grow with your people. Like, you know, all of you guys are going to grow. Yep. That's important. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. Yeah. Uh, do you have any follow up questions? No. Nope. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. welcome. <laughs> Maybe uh, one last thing. Why should we come see Perla to come buy a house? I know. Or well, sell your house. I am the best in the business. <laughs> I am the business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going just because she can fight at the bus stop. That's right. she, got, she got pictures at the she bus stop. She to negotiate Las Vegas style. aggressive negotiation <laughs> skills. <laughs> you will get your house. That's right. She locking the doors behind her. One way or another. <laughs> Making it happen. Yeah. 
No, and I think that, you know, definitely we've we've um, aired for more than 10 years on Univision, on 103, 105, or on all the major, you know. Media outlets. Yeah, we are on all the major. There's like three, right? <laughs> we kind of conquered them all. <laughs> for the Latino ones. Yeah, She's really, like, I run all of them. We're going to be going to general market soon, too, though. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we're expanding. Coming to a local Vons near you. <laughs> Ooh. Now we do Summerlin. <laughs> It's all the rich houses. That's right. She said Vons. Uh, she said Vons. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. We're going to be Sprouts. on those. We're on Sprouts. Sprouts. Grocery carts. We're in your grocery cart. And they're coming next to you. They're like, oh, no. The Mexicans are coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know there's a problem once you start seeing the, the white faces change to brown. Oh. Like, oh, that's a, uh, Cut. 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 I just want to point out, I wasn't the first one to say. So I feel like I've been saying it. I've been saying it. So. Well, thank you, Pella. You're welcome. For coming, thank you for guys being our for first guest. Thank you me. This is amazing. Um, you guys are doing the Lord's work out here. Hey. <laughs> you yeah, are. Got the blessings and everything. Yeah, because it's important. You're, you're setting the setting the standard, right, for uh, businesses to come in and not just talk about your success and, you know, how... How do you feel you can give back? I think that's big, right? Well, I think it's 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 you. You know, it's the knowledge that that you're giving the people. So thank you. It yeah. is. It thank is. You thank you guys. It's, thank you for having me. It's amazing to hear your story. I know. Awesome. I, I got a lot of stories. Hey, they're not for tonight. You didn't even hear. <laughs> you didn't hear one good story. I meant the other ones, the business ones, not the, the business ones. <laughs> yeah, the business ones. The business. Not the bus stop ones. Not the bus stop ones. No. And. For all of you guys that are entrepreneurs and you're hustling and keep grinding and, you know, and don't give up. There's a lot of times along the way that, you know, you feel like, man, maybe this isn't for me. And that's the most important times where you got to push through. Facts. Those times you have to you have to learn how to recognize them and um, and make sure that, you know, you're there's going to be a lot of people doubting you and make sure you're not one of them. Right. Yeah. Before you go, lock in your Instagram for the people to follow you and stuff like that. Yeah, Perfect. it's at Perla Herrera, right? Yeah, 702. <laughs> <laughs> Alex manages my Instagram, so I'm like, Alex, <laughs> what is my YouTube? <laughs> you see her around town. You know her number. <laughs> uh, you see my number on the bus stop. <laughs> she got the, you hear her on the radio. You hear her on the radio. See me on TV. Yeah. Brought to you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you, guys. You. Much success. Thank you guys for watching. Perfect. Bye.